Welcome to episode... Did we get this mixed up last time? Yeah, I think we got it wrong last time. We fucked it up, didn't we? So we like episode 66 or 67? Uh, so last time was 66, but I think we said it was 65. So this one's 67. Okay, so yeah, for audio listeners, it's episode 67. For visual listeners, visual watchers, I guess it's the same thing. But once again, we are yeah. streaming this live on Twitch. So for the people watching live on Twitch right now on either my stream or Luke's stream... Um, just recording the podcast now, we'll do Q&A at the end, but we may refer to chat um, as and when we feel like it, mm-hmm. if we spot something, um, you know, of, of note, or yeah, yeah. just worth commenting upon. But with all that out of the way, I need to comment on the fact I've now got, I'm slightly better lit. Slightly better lit, yeah. But this is a ball ache to do, so I might not do it every single week. <laughs> so I've had to bring through the lights. I figured I've got the lighting for the channel yeah. in my bedroom. So I thought, why don't I bring that through? And I've done it. It does make me look, well, I'm better lit, mm-hmm. but fucking hell is it a ball ache to get these giant professional grade lights around my house. Yeah, and I was just saying to Carl beforehand, is like, I have those same lights and I bought them in case I need to record stuff. But I was like, mm. but for the podcast or the streams, when I put that light on, you can't see like the coloured fluorescent rainbow light yeah. going on in the background. I was like, well, that kind of sucks because that's why I got the smart light in. Kind of thing. Also, yes, I am wearing a t-shirt with my face on it. I was <laughs> recording videos today, and this is this is one of the ones that I wear for the gym because I'm not going to wear it out. So I thought I'm just going to wear it to exercise in because I don't want to wear it outside the house and people look at me like, "Oh, is he wearing a t-shirt with himself on it? What a loser!" See, I, I walk I, I around like I've got a Legend of Kanto jacket, and I walk That's around just advertising it, like with it on, and it's just got like the logo of my face right here. And I'm sure people must look at it and go, "Is that meant to be him?" Is he wearing a t-shirt with his own face on it? What a ball. Because <laughs> I ain't got the confidence to pull it off, so I won't do that. But uh, yeah, how you been? Uh, yeah, I am good. And even though I told myself about 20 times I shouldn't be, I am very excited for after this stream. Yes. So should we talk about that? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, we're going to be talking about it, I guess, a lot in a few hours when we do our Borderlands stream. But it's yeah. about to be the Nintendo Direct, and it's like the first proper... Um, Nintendo Direct that isn't focused on one specific game or franchise that we've had in like a year and a half. Am I thinking as well that like a lot of the other Nintendo Directs, they've just dropped this out of nowhere? Uh, so last night they just announced it and went, oh hey! Nintendo's it's like, the it's last... like a fucking Wednesday in the middle of February, so I guess it's time to do a, a 50 minute video of what's coming next, like this year. Yeah. Because am I right in thinking Nintendo's like the last company around who still does that thing of yeah, here's a new game. It's out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And they love doing Shadow it's Drops, especially with like, indie games. Um, I like that. I really I like Shadow it. Drops. And even when it's like um, not necessarily a Shadow Drop, but what would they do with Paper Mario, where they tweet, tweeted out a trailer, went, oh, hey, new Paper Mario for Switch is coming out in two months. Cool. And it's Yeah, I like that. What? <laughs> okay. As we've talked before, I, I just abhor and just intensely dislike the hype cycle. Yeah, I hate that I am now a part of it as a content creator. Mm. I hate that I have to talk about it and discuss it and be um, asked about it. Yeah, like there's nothing worse than like for example tonight. I'm presuming there's going to be something about Smash. Uh, well, they've they've put in the tweet that the only thing they've confirmed is going to be in there is some announcement of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate news, presumably a new character. So that's going to be the new character. I know for a fact that for the next. Easily the next week or two. That's going to be something I'm going to be asked about at least two dozen well, times. I mean, we'll literally stream and smash tomorrow Directly evening. After, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to be asked about it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, um, I turned around to Jenna and was like, well, I'm going to be watching this after the podcast before we stream yeah. our next stream because I have to 
Otherwise, every bit of news in that stream is going to be ruined for me as soon as we it's go on Borderlands. Yeah, it's going to be something you got asked about immediately. Yes. And um, it's just that thing of, like, yeah, I get it. It's fun. It is I'm fun. I'm excited yeah. for it. But at the same time, it's frustrating when you, I'm forced um, to comment on it. Yeah, Because yeah. people will just ask over and over and over again. It's also as well, I don't really get to take things in in my own time anymore. Like, I, like yourself, I need to watch that as it happens. Yeah. Because I happen to be streaming this evening. And I, if I don't watch it, I'm going to be asked about it constantly. And like you say, just um, get constantly spoiled on it exactly yeah and it you know it's one of those things of um it's a minor complaint for having yeah. a, a, a nice fun job like this but yeah it's yeah, a, yeah. It's, as you say it kind of takes a bit of the appeal and fun away from it at times yeah it's the most first world of first world problems <laughs> it's yeah. like oh no i have to consume content that i like straight away which i was going to do anyway <laughs> but i don't have the choice not to anymore it's just but, that little thing in the back of your head where it's like i was gonna watch it but now I'm being forced to watch it. I kind God of have to. It. At least though, at least though, we don't do that thing of recording ourselves watching it and then uploading it with a thumbnail of us doing this. See, that thing like is, the... I remember, was it like the Sephiroth one where Charlie was like, oh, hey, let's just jump on a stream and like all play it. Yeah. And it was quite fun. But yeah, what gets me is A, the, the, the Macaulay Culkin oh, face on mm-hmm. every thumbnail. But B, what you always point out to me is you always search for the trailer like the day after and, and it is people's reaction to it that comes up. It's incredible. Like, Nintendo's official Sephiroth trailer and the official trailer's 10th down on the YouTube search terms. Yeah, it, from the official Nintendo account. Because you think, if I'm searching for Sephiroth Smash Bros, the day after the trailer drops, I want to watch the trailer, not someone's reaction to the trailer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It and, like, fair play to the people for pulling that off, but it doesn't stop me hating them any less. Like, <laughs> I fucking abhor it. But... Speaking of just unforeseen and uh, just disadvantages of being a known figure online. Okay. Today, I got a message, Lucas. And I'm just going oh. to bring up my phone now and I'm going to read out. It's a message from my accountant. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm just going to read it out now. It says here, um, have you ordered something from Amazon? We've just received something at the office. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I responded, no. Question mark. Yeah, something has come from Amazon with your name on it. Uh, Lucas, you've ha- this has happened before, so you want to tell people, what, what am I talking about? What's happened? So more than likely, this will be, um, I presume a fan has tried to send something to Carl who asks people to not send him things, doesn't have a PO box for that very reason, and yeah. doesn't have his address listed publicly, but no. obviously your business has to have a public address. Which, which is listed at a unrelated building in a place in England I do not live and is an accountant's office. It is yeah. a one building just office with like eight people in it who handle like 50 other clients, including me. Yeah, so when the they turn around and go, I'm going to send something to Carl. Oh, Carl doesn't have a PO box. Oh, he said don't send him things. Well, I guess I'll just find his business details and send it to whatever fucking building is listed for that. Yeah, and like just, we are in a pandemic, so just sending someone a package out of the blue, I won't recommend it. No, I, I, I also anyway. Like if if people are open to like having a PO box, send it there. But if people don't have one, then that take that as a sign they don't want shit sending to them. Let alone in a pandemic. 
Yeah, and what happens is uh, my accountant, they throw all this stuff away. Yeah. Uh, they have to ask me, obviously, because it's directed to me. It's like, mm. did you order something? Is this um, something related to the business? Is this like bank detail, something like that? Uh, so they send me a picture of it because they're not allowed to open it without my permission. Yeah. And I looked at it, look at the return to sender address, and I go, I recognize that name. Go into my email inbox. It's a sponsor. God damn it. So it's a guy who reached out. I'd like to, I want you to sponsor, I think it's a book or something like that. Right. And he's taken the initiative of sending me a copy of their book. <sighs> and it's like, yeah. Uh, so to that guy, it's been thrown straight in the fucking bin. And I'm yeah. definitely not going to do business with him anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. And like, and uh, I guess we've got chat here now, so I've got the opportunity to ask people. Yeah. Um, would you want to do business with somebody who, without being prompted, unannounced, um, whilst knowing that you don't like this sort of thing, sent you a package out of the blue? <laughs> And especially, Would you want to do business with that person? Like, it's weird because they already have obviously emailed you about a business proposition and yeah. have that open contact with you. And the fact that their um, like first thought was not to just send you an email going, oh, hey, we would like to send you this thing. Can we send it across to you? Like That would be the only way I would see it happening. And yeah. for some reason, that's not what their first thought and I've had a couple of those where it's like we did one. Me and you record a video where it's a sponsorship for a guy who's got uh, sells t-shirts. Yes, yeah. And he did offer, I'll, I'll send you one of the t-shirts. Like, tell me which one you want, I'll send you it. It's like, I can't because I'd have to give you my address and I don't want you to send something to my address. Yeah. So I don't want it publicly listed anywhere. Also in a pandemic. And again, this so is don't why want... people have PO boxes because if they are open to things like sponsors sending them goodies, then they have the PO box there so they're not giving away personal details. And then someone says, if they're going to do something like be clever about it, make it something fun. No. The answer is no. The answer is don't invade people's fucking personal space yeah. if they don't want you to do it. And there's there's no, like, like, like yeah. trick questions. It's just don't fucking do that. I would always, as well, ask permission to send something to people. Yeah. Because regardless of whether it's something nice or not, if I got a package delivered to my address out of the blue and I didn't know who it was from, I'd still I be a bit sceptical. Yeah, and that's why, uh, like I was saying, like people have asked to send stuff, and I was like, no, it's it's fine. Don't send anything through. Mm-hmm. Like, when I used to be at the office, I think um, when we did a collaboration with Ross Boomsocks, yes, he sent me a care package to my actual office, mm-hmm. and I don't mind that, but I can't get to that office anymore. Cause it's fucking shut. Yeah. So yeah, again, like <laughs> if you have another means of someone to send it and can ask, then yeah, fair enough. But don't just try and find an address link to somebody and send them random shit. Also, I just noticed when I scroll across with my mouse, it appears on screen. Yeah! I'm <laughs> pick your nose of it. I'm going to pick your nose of it. There we go. Oh, no. Oops. No, what? Oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it in the middle of my screen because I know someone out there gets annoyed by it. There we go. The thing is, I don't know how you've done it then because, like, I've captured and cropped Discord so that my, I don't think my mouse... I don't know how it's done, but it's, it's okay. on screen. I can wave it around right now. So that's <laughs> going to show up in the recording afterwards. But, yeah, I, I, I don't get what goes through someone's head when that happens. No, I don't know. I don't want. I want to know what they think is going to happen. Because mm. I've never met anyone who would appreciate just a random um, uh, point of contact out of the blue from somebody they don't know. Yeah, and th- I think the only time I can think in my head is like, you know, when you see those streamers that like got a PS5 sent to the house out of the blue, and it's like, if something was marked from Sony, like. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if it's a big company that have no yeah. reason to send something dodgy to my address. 
I'm also as well not going to make the joke of if someone sent me a PS5, I'd be all right with that because someone will fucking send a PS5 yeah. and I'll feel really bad about it. Again, not a PS5. The fact that it was sent from a respectable company is yeah. what would like make it not okay, but make me a little bit less uncertain about the whole situation. I also as well don't feel bad taking something from a giant faceless corporation that makes billions of dollars a year. Exactly, yeah. And like, uh, but just... Yeah, that's that's something that happened today. And just my account, I, 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 every time it happens, I apologize to my accountant and say, "There's no problem. No need to apologize. This is why we set the business up here. Mm-hmm. We just need to know if it's official correspondence or whether to dispose of it." Because people wondering, it gets disposed of immediately. Yeah, it does not get open. It gets thrown straight to the bin. Because I know, even though I'm saying out loud, I do not want this. I do not appreciate it. Someone out there is going to hear. Oh, but there's a way to contact cats that you won't. No. It's not going to get opened, it's not going to get seen. It's going to get thrown straight into a bin. And I know you've mentioned before that people have said like, oh hey, um, I've sent you like some drink or something to the office. Like, Did you get it? And it's like, well no. Straight in the bin. It goes straight in the bin and that means you've wasted your time and money on like, a valuable thing to try and send it to me. Yeah. It's like, don't bother because it's literally a waste. It's also, I can't get it. No. I can't get to my accountant's office. No. They only go in there like once a week to check their mail, mm-hmm. which is how they like, you know, found it. Like they're all working from Baffling. home. And as they should be. Yeah, it's it's bizarre the amount of times that you'll you've mentioned this and yet people don't seem to get it through their heads. Like I've seen you mention it on different social platforms and on this podcast before. And yet you still get people doing it. And there will no doubt be people do it again in the future for some yeah. fucking reason. Well, that's just like, you know, something that happened today and was like, it's just like, oh man, what, what a great thing to start my day. Because I woke up feeling pretty good and went, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. I've got to deal with this again, again. Because now I've got to have, like, have it out with a guy. Yeah. So I've got his email address. Like We're in the middle of like discussing a, uh, a potential sponsor thing. And I'm wondering, uh, is he going to like try and defend it? I'm like, what it means is like, oh, I'm not going to fucking work with you now. Why would I work yeah. with someone who did this? No. And that's the thing is, you know, hopefully they can take that as a a life lesson and just a moment of learning and just move on. But yeah, it's you know, they very won't. unlikely that a lot of people that would think to do that in the first place will take it that way. Of course, yes. But uh, other than that, not much has happened to me this week. But what about yourself? Anything interesting? Anything out uh... of the blue, unexpected? No, not really. Like, got, <laughs> There's not much happens, is there? There's not much happening. But last weekend, um, I did manage to buy a replacement drum pedal for Rock Band. So we, we played a bit of Rock Band for the first time in like a year. I am so, so, <laughs> like, just tentatively hype for how excited everyone seems to be for the idea of all playing Rock Band. Because yeah. I think Nisha... Like was tweeting out, I've got a drum kit for rock band. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and then yeah, that's the thing is, I've got the the basic set, but me being a person who you know actually learned drums when I was younger a bit, not pro or anything, just amateur. But mm-hmm. like, I still don't have working cymbals for the set, and they're the thing that cost a shit ton of money. And people are like selling them for hundreds of dollars for the full set, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. And that's why, like, yeah. I tweeted out jokingly, just like. If anyone wants to, you know, sell me rock band and not gouge me for fucking everything I've got, like hit me up. But obviously, that those things are just um, like going 
like the availability of them is just going down and down because they haven't been produced in years. Yeah, and the price is going further and further up. And, and people and people who have them know what they've got. They yeah. know how much they're worth. Mm, and sure. um, like, it's one of those things where we just talked about don't send me stuff I don't want. But in a world where we're able to actually meet up, mm-hmm. if like we, we talked about we're going to do like fan meetups and we've got a bar yeah. tentatively again uh, worked out to have like a bi-monthly just meet up with fans where we'll set up stuff like Guitar Hero mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, It sure. would be a thing of if a fan out there has it, if you can bring it to the event, I'll buy it off you. <laughs> like, bring it to the event, I'll buy it off you, and I'll pay you for your time and your effort to bring it there. And then, like you know, we'll just add it to uh, the collection of shit we've got at the office. Yeah, and it, it, to be fair, like it did make me super hype to have a proper night of get like getting a big group together and playing Rock Band again. Because even just me in general playing it is like really it fun. brings it but, back. Yeah, and then I load up Rock Band Four, and it's like, oh okay, calculating your downloaded content is like ten minutes later. Click on it. You have like 585 songs available. I'm like, Ugh! yes. Like this it's is why so I've spent 15 years building up a rock band library. No, I am. I, I'm like just quietly hype for when we're able yeah. to do that. It's something I'm, like, I'm genuinely looking forward to being able to do when we all come out of lockdown. Yeah, because we mentioned it last week, and I just started looking again. Like, I need to, I need to start See, building this back up. Because I think like Nisha's going for the Wii. Mm-hmm. But you've got all yours on Xbox. So it's something that like we'll have to like, you know, discuss in more detail in the future. Exactly, yeah. But That's the thing. Is other... I'd, I'd be less arsed if I didn't have nearly 600 songs on my Xbox all on one game. And it makes sense, yeah. Pop it on and we're sorted for the entire night. Yeah, it makes sense just to get everything for that just because of the, sake of the amount of extra content that we have. Mm. But like, just there's something weird and just like oddly, I guess it's like a millennial thing. Because mm. I guess like uh, Zoomers, I think well, I don't know Gen Z, they haven't had chance to grow up and be nostalgic for the things they grew up with yet. We yeah. have, yeah, for sure. And the things we're nostalgic for though are like technology, and technology is like um, finite by def- like by its design. Yeah, it, it goes obsolete after like, you know it gets replaced every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the things that me and you are um, nostalgic for, like stuff like Guitar Hero, how the fuck like what are you gonna do like in 10, 15 years? Yeah. And this is what I was saying to Jenna. I was like, you know, I, whenever anyone says to me, do you have regrets in life? And I'm like, no, because the things that I did got me where I am now. I've got, you know, a nice life with Jenna and working with you. And yeah. I can't say I regret anything other than not buy all the fucking Rock Band 4 insurance when they came out <laughs> to stop piling them. Because they only get more expensive as time goes yeah. on. And I, I'm in that, um, that same vein. Where as a, a kid, right, by necessity, I traded in all my games. Yeah, so the I only way I could one, get yeah. new games was trading in all my games to get a new game. And just now I'm an adult. Like, I think it might show up a little bit on camera. You can see like behind me is like my shelf, the other YouTuber shelf of gaming shit. Yeah, and there's like a PS2 and a GameCube and a PS1 in there. But it was like I've still got a bunch of games that I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. That I'm nostalgic for as an adult that I'd love to play again, just to experience them um, one more time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. And I, I'm missing a lot of, it, especially at my Nintendo library because Nintendo games keep value a lot more. Uh, so when I was like struggling for money in uni and things like that, and just selling, just selling things off, and like when we turned around, oh yeah, we should stream some Borderlands Two. I just looked to the side where I've got like all my Xbox and PlayStation games. And went yeah, yeah, Borderlands Two. Well, I guess I sold that at some point, and I was just like, great. It's just it's it's. It's, it's weird. It's weird to think that as well, the things that I'm nostalgic for from my youth. Just like my dad. 
like to the things he's nostalgic for. Mm. Like our games as well, but like arcade games. And arcade games are always getting fucking re-released. Yeah. There's, there's always going to be like one of those like shitty um, like um, what are they called? I forget the called. Not joy. They're not joy cons. Joysticks. Joysticks. That's like yeah. a, th- a thousand inbuilt arcade games that you yeah, can buy. Like that dumb Capcom one, which was the giant Capcom logo. <laughs> it's like, but you're not going to be able to have anything like that for I don't know, like medieval. Like like, that's a bad example because they did a remake. I was going to say like, I literally game. have that on PS4, but yeah. But am I, are they ever going to release like a bloody Raw two? Yeah. Just standalone arcade a handheld thing you can plug into your TV. They're not other. And that game's gone. Mm-hmm. For all intents but it's gone. You can't play anymore. But I want to play it. I want to play Bloody Raw 2. I fucking love Bloody Raw 2. And that's why I think so many people clamour for with Nintendo stuff like oh, Nintendo Switch Online has that NES and SNES library. And everyone's like, okay, keep doing it. Like, keep doing that because we want those N64 weird games and the the weird Game Boy Advance games on there and like yeah, a lot of the time there is just no way to play that on modern technology like I want to go back and play Ocarina of Time on a big TV and I have to like buy adapters for my 4K TV now, and it's like okay yeah yeah it's the same thing with like um, uh, PlayStation I've got a PS4 sat right next to me that used for recording mm. it's like you don't play PS3 games no I've got like 30, 40 PS3 games behind me I can't play them mm. Because my PS3 works, but my controllers don't. Oh, God, And yeah. because PlayStation has proprietary fucking charging cables for the PS3, they oh, don't charge. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, Sony has proprietary charging cables for all of its stuff. So I've got PSP. Mm. That's the fucking, like, it's got PS1 games on it. I can't play it because I ain't got a fucking charger for it anymore. And I Against have, the proprietary like, charger. Yeah, I had that with the Wii U recently of, like, oh, man, I've lost my charger for my Wii U. And, like, we were going back to play Wind Wake HD and... Um, I have, like, a giant tower of boxes of, like, you know, office boxes, and I've categorised all my wires, so like, Nintendo consoles, and so going through it all, well, I can't find my, my charger. Then it's like, oh, what about any other Nintendo charger? No, they specifically have, like, a Wii U gamepad charger. Yeah, like, I like as well. I've, I've got your system. I have shoe boxes instead. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, every year, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast or what, but um, you may have noticed for, like, what, five, six years, I wore the same pair of shoes. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's because I found one pair of shoes I really liked, and then every year for Christmas, my dad bought me the same pair of shoes. <laughs> just, he just bought me the same pair of shoes mm. again, and then that pair of shoes become my going-out shoes, and then the old ones become like my workout or gym shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have like just six identical um, shoe boxes, each of which has like a different era of gaming. It's like one for all my um, GameCube wires, one for my PS2, or PS1, one that has like my Game Boy stuff in it, oh, right, one yeah. that has assorted cables and old phones and uh, memory cards and things like that in it. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going and going and going. And every year I look over when I, or whenever I move and look and I've got like, these shoe boxes stacked. Like, they're ready. <laughs> they're waiting. I don't use them much, but when people want to come around, if they want to play fucking SNES, it's there. The cables yeah. are in there. They're waiting. They're ready. And that's the thing is, uh, for all, you know, a long time... I had just like that man draw and it's all the cables are just like everywhere bundled together. There's no like getting them apart from one another. You have no idea what cable is which. So when I moved flat last time, I uh, was like, no, if I'm going to, you know, move into like have an office space, I did that thing where I got like a shoe organizer for all of my, uh, my controllers and put that on the door. And that's a really good idea by the way. And it's like fits a couple of controllers in each one. Then just like, behind you now, yeah. let's get some like office drawers and label each one like here's my Nintendo wires and 
spoil them all up so they don't tangle with one another. And I'd recommend it to anyone that mm-hmm. wants to keep old stuff because it makes your life ten times easier. Yeah, because I've said um, uh, that if I, when I eventually get my own place, I'm going to get you know, those like super classy display boxes. Oh, yeah. You can get like, yeah. the, the clear ones. I'm going to get like three or four of them. I'm just going to put like, my PlayStation 2 in it. Yeah. With one, co- with one controller and then one game that I like, and I'll have that. And, and that's one, the thing. Like, and... I think I'd also like to buy up some like extra pads and cut the wires off them for display purposes and stuff. Because yeah. I did that for like my old rock band wired controller that was on its way out anyway and doesn't work on the Xbox One. You need wireless ones. Yeah. I was like, well, this one's not going to be used anymore and I want it for display purposes. But every time I display it, you've got this like eight foot wire just dangling about <laughs> everywhere. It's like, no, it's, it's gone. Oh, man. But we all know the best one of those was the one for the Xbox 360 for Guitar Hero. That was the Flying V. Yeah. Because that yeah. was the USB one. And oh, I love... I love them, and I think what well, like I've got one of the the Beatles one that people really like the uh, Rockenbacker, but I never got the Rock Band Four Jaguar controller like the Fender Jaguar, and I love that it's like really super sleek design, and I'm like oh god yeah. damn, I just like the Flying V because that's the guitar that I have because it's just a Flying V in my bedroom. It's like yeah, oh Flying V is just a classic classic guitar. It's cool as fuck, but I can't play it because it's just it's impossible to rest on your knees. So you have to play it standing up. You do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also got. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, actually, yeah, you can just Google it. If you just, uh, if you just, actually, I'll find it. I want to find a picture. Huh? Oh, so this is the, like, the yeah. This is the guitar that I bought for myself, and I got a really good deal on this. <laughs> and it's like it's super, super fucking stupid, and I hate. It looks ridiculous, but I I think it's one of those things that I am gonna. Again, when I get my own place, nail it to a fucking wall. It's like, have a look. It's on Discord, Lucas. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you want to see what I'm sending Lucas to search, the um, Jackson V yes. guitar. And I've got that one. Oh, God. I Which love is, those uh, type of ones. Are just It's so sharp. The, it's so scary to wield. Sharp, like, I can't remember what the... It's called like the Explorer one as well, where it's just like the X shape, and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I love those type of guitars. Yeah. So the Jackson V, um, I really like it. It has very low action, and action, I think, I think that's the right term for it. It's like how close the strings are to the neck, because I've got really bad grip in this hand. Oh, okay. So I need guitars with super low action to be able to play them, like, at all, really. Right. And I just remember that one, and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> and yeah, I can't, can't tell you whether your uh, guitar terminology is correct or not. I think I have, uh, someone like... said, yeah, it's action. Oh, okay, cool. It's been a while since I've like spoke to someone about music. I've got a friend of mine who's super fucking good at guitar. And I don't like playing my guitars anymore because he's so much better than I am. <laughs> that I feel bad when I play the guitars and I'm really bad. And then he comes in and plays it. It's like, oh. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I, like when I was learning drums, I met a lot of people playing guitars, but I can't remember anything. There's like a couple of times when you know people showed me chords and stuff and I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. It's I good. can't play chords. I'm, I'm really bad at chords, like because I just I do not have the dexterity in my hand. I'd play power chords. But <laughs> I play power chords and I play drop D. So anyone who plays guitar knows that I don't know how to play guitar. But it sounds like I can play guitar <laughs> if I play it and no one knows what I'm doing. It's just cheating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, <sighs> always looks impressive to somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's like I guess it's the same with drums, isn't it? Yeah. 
There's probably like some really simple loops you can play that sound impressive, but you know, I'm not really doing anything here. Yeah, and like when I've played um, even Rock Band with all the symbols and stuff with friends, people are like, oh man, you can play drums, and I can't play drums for shit. Like, yeah. I know people that have played drums for like a couple of years that can kick my ass. Yeah, and I'll still think one of the coolest things I've seen at a house party. Because you know at a house party, you always have that one dickhead who plays guitar. And oh, yeah, of course, guy. yeah. And everybody hates that guy. Yeah. Uh, I remember once I was at a house party, and there was a set of drums in one room. And obviously, everyone goes in and just bangs on the drums like a knobhead. Mm. But just once, this really drunk girl I, I went to in college. Oh, okay. And I, I was in her form or something like that, and we, never really, we didn't speak much, but she was really quiet, and she was like super wasted. She went into the room, sat down, at the drums and just play drums for like 30 minutes and everyone's like who knew she could do this and she never talked about it ever again oh man the only time <laughs> she just played it i was gonna say the only time i've had a good experience with that is like it wasn't necessarily like a flat party but more like you know i guess like a gathering as you would classify it of like mm-hmm. maybe like a dozen or so people having drinks and stuff when we were around to our, our mates flat and they mm. had a like a keyboard and electric drum kit and we were drunk at like one o'clock in the morning and ended up jamming out to Pokemon Lavender Town theme and trying yeah. to think, or like the Pokemon Tower, like, you know, the creepy, and trying to make a like rocked up version of that drunk. And it was like, yeah, that, that's fun as fuck. Uh, yeah, because I've got like a, that said, that friend of mine, he's really, really fucking good at guitar. And because he's been stuck in lockdown, mm. all he's been doing is playing guitar. Oh, fair, and yeah. every single day he just sends me a Snapchat of him playing his guitar and I'm like god he's so fucking good he's so much better than I am mm-hmm. and I'm just now embarrassed to pick mine up and try and play but one day I will one day I'll go back to playing guitar I'll we pick can, it back we can keep telling ourselves Carl yeah same thing I tell myself all the time I'll learn to play it one day and the guy <laughs> did gift a bunch of subs because of um, you said you play drums so cheers to that guy two guns host oh, cool well, yeah. uh, which I guess yeah, we can use as a jumping off something I saw today and it's, I'm not sure how to react to it, because I think it's a conversation we've had. And it was um, just a conversation I happened upon in your daily scrolling mm-hmm. about the idea of people donating money to streamers, in particular, and specifically, very rich streamers. And do you remember the conversation we had like, on stream while a little bit drunk about this? Uh, vaguely, yes. It was like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, right? Where I accidentally depressed myself thinking about a hypothetical that has probably happened more than once. Oh, of um, yeah. So like kids asking for, you know, money on Twitch, and the parents mm-hmm. are not quite realizing why they're asking for the money. So like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then in this hypothetical, the kid is going to, you know, a massive streamer, say Ninja, for example, and donating their birthday present money to Ninja, who's to earning like millions of dollars every year. And I depress myself thinking about that. I, even though it was a hypothetical I made up, it made me feel sad to imagine. Because I, I pictured my mum when I was talking about that. Mm. Like my mum, who like worked really fucking hard and um, I, is uh, looking after my sister. And just I just imagined like, if my sister was into streaming, which she's not, thank God. <laughs> um, just asking for birthday money, taking the birthday money and then going to donate it to fucking Ninja or some other millionaire. And how just hollow i would feel upon hearing that and you know it's probably happened at least once oh many a time i'm sure and imagine like okay let's you know look at it from the kids perspective all they're doing is oh hey person i like on the internet here's some money i really enjoy watching you and i think 
Like, you know, here's a nice thing to do. And that's a perfectly valid thing from the kid's perspective. I don't I don't question that. But the fact that, yeah, then the parent finds out and goes, oh, that hard-earned money yeah. that I, and the nice present that I've given to my child has gone to pay a millionaire yeah, and I'm for thinking playing games. How- I'm thinking like how hollow you would feel as like the parent in that situation. Mm. Like say like if you are like a single parent or something like that. Yeah. And you try to do the best for your kid and you ask them what they want and they say, I want Twitch bits. And you're like, you know, you, f- you know what fucking bits are. Mm-hmm. You just know it's like some, something your kid likes, you know, it's something on their computer. Yeah. You find out how to get these. You give them the money, the code, whatever. You ask your child, so what, what do you do with, with the bits? And say, oh, I gave it to, again, like Ninja. So yeah. who's that and then you google that person's name and you see the headline ninja paid 50 million dollars to go on mixer yeah and you realize that you spent an entire day working to get that present for your kid and they threw it at a fucking millionaire and you know th- this is um something that happens on a global scale every day but with it being switch streaming it's different because it's going to an individual person and you can yeah. like see that that face and it's like yeah okay you know it's i guess similar to buying a a fucking cd for an artist that you like you know it's nothing different but when it's just a person sitting on a stream it feels different yeah like buying a cd like you know you're getting something out of it i guess you are getting something out of it when you like don't don't donate money but just like that hypothetical just made me so fucking sad yeah and I just sat there and thought about it like the next day, like, God, that's fucking awful. I would feel so gutted. But we, we mentioned so, it on that stream as well of um, a lot of parents going like, oh, okay, well, let's give you some V-Bucks for Fortnite. Yeah. And this is why a lot of a lot of um, places have their own currency because there is that bit of that dissonance between real money and the virtual yeah. money. But yeah, here's... Here's some V bucks for Fortnite, or here's some points for your FIFA Ultimate Team. Like, oh, so what did that that ten dollars worth of V bucks actually get you? Oh, it got me a dance for my virtual character. Uh, oh, yeah. So like, no oh, new God. content or like things no. you can use. Like, no, no, it lets my character do a different dance. And I'm just thinking, like, just put myself in the um, the shoes of a single parent who. Like worked all day because this has got to have happened with how many millions of people yeah. play those games mm. and support like you know these streamers that has to have happened guaranteed just like, you know, yeah. by uh, just like law of probability it has to have happened at least once and the idea that it might have happened it's like oh god I feel I feel bad thinking about if I was in that situation I can't imagine how it feels if I was in it yeah and that's god. the thing is I don't mind um, the idea when you know it's an adult who has their own income, who, you know, can see these kind of things happening and go, okay, well, I I can evaluate my situation and give some money to somebody I enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. But when there's that two-step process of, like, the parent giving their money to a kid who doesn't really understand what they're doing, yeah. but then spending their parents' money on a millionaire, and it's like, oh, That's when it gets it just... a little bit different for me. It just, I do not feel clean discussing or thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious what other people are. We've got a chat here. Like, how do you feel about that? And maybe we'll, like, you know, we'll go through someone a bit, but God, it makes me feel like it hurts me inside to think about. Um, but I also, as I've said, like I, I've supported creators in the past that I enjoy watching. And I get the idea that, oh, these guys are providing free content and 
you know, I want to reward the entertainment they've given me in a small way that I can, whether it's like donating money or going out and like buying merch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always understand it, but yeah, it's it's a bit different when you put it into your head like, oh, but I know a lot of these Twitch streamers appeal to children. And then they go out of their way to uh, foster those parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. And I guess Wait, that's why we constantly oh. not make an active attempt to like tell kids to get out of our stream or anything like that, but we make a conscious effort to try to appeal to older viewers, I guess. And as well, just like completely just shut down parasocial relationships. Like the start of this stream was me going, fuck off with like trying to send me shit in the mail. <laughs> Oh, but I just saw like, that discussion and it reminded me of that one. I thought, oh, God, yeah. I need to talk about it again because I, I keep thinking about it. Oh, it, it. It really makes me upset. This it makes me upset to think about family in Carl's head that's getting but ripped it's not off imaginary, by streamers. Like, so, like, probability says it has to have happened at least once and the fact that it's happened makes me really upset. Yeah, and um, I, I will say that I don't think it's um, the responsibility of the streamer to be conscious of who is donating to them. I do think it mm-hmm. is a case of like, yeah, these are different times and you have to be like teaching your children the responsibility of like using money online and maybe teaching them what that donation is going towards or like where their money is being used or like your yeah. money, but their money that you give to them. And yeah, again, I mean... it's that thing where we were talking about like, oh, well, how responsible is Ninja to teach people not to be racist and stuff? And it's like... He's like, no, it's not my pro- it's not my job. It's not my job to teach people not to be racist. Yeah, but no. it is your moral responsibility, dickhead. But is, it is a moral responsibility to, like, shut that shit down when you see things that are wrong. But it's also definitely not a streamer's responsibility to sit every kid down and teach them that in the first place. Yeah. But uh, the one that I do like, though, is the uh, the video or the clip that goes around every now and again. And you must have seen it. It's the girl who gets money donated to her and then tells the guy it's not enough. I don't think I've actually seen that. Okay, it was, it was a viral clip that went round. It's like, oh, like, look how entitled streamers are. And it's mm. this girl getting a donation from a guy, I think like five, ten dollars or something, and saying it's not enough. Right. And that girl got fucking slated for it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, if you actually do some research on it, so they're just hating the thing. Like her shtick online is financially humiliating men. Right, I and think I've seen this person, but not that video. I think I've seen yeah. like, a different video of her, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, her shtick is like men send her money and they get off on the idea of being like human. It's basically, it's the dominatrix, but she, she yeah, takes your um, money like, and makes funny for that. Because I, I think I know who you're talking about. I think I've done the same thing of like, look up who this person is. And it's like, oh, this seems like a horrible thing to be doing to people. And it's like, no men are paying to be humiliated. That's kind of like... Uh, so I guess a fetish kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, in, I'm not gonna like um, uh, give someone guff for what they get off on, but like that is a fucking hustle. That is a hustle, but taken out of context, it does look so incredibly bad. And it then does, but that's the thing is, how many people saw that and called them a horrible person, sent yeah, messages to context. them compared to the percentage of people that actually went and checked? Oh, who is she? Like what? Yeah. What? Which is what I did. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't even need to do it because I saw it and went, this has, it's probably that. Because I was aware of financial dominatrixes because um, I, like, uh, a couple of my friends are like, um, 
really into or pro sex work. Yeah. And they've yeah, talked to me about it before and they've told me like the dream for them is to get into that. Because that is the holy fucking grail, isn't it? I can imagine. Men, yeah. give, men give you money and then you tell them it's not enough and they give you more. Oh, that is the fucking dream right there. Those people are living their absolute best life. They are. That is the easiest job in the world. Every now and then you see kind of a... Like, I don't really understand that mentality of wanting women to do that to you, but then you kind of see, like, the the uh, submissive person come out every now and then of, like, oh, that giant nine-foot-tall Resident Evil lady. Yeah. And everyone's like, please step on me, miss. It's, like, okay. it's the same one of, like, I don't understand men who want to be stepped on in high heels, but it's a thing people do. It is, yeah. 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 And no but shame that... to that, but it's no something sh- yeah. that I didn't understand when I saw that clip and had to do a bit of research and... Then it's like, okay, I've seen it in a different context now, and fair enough, I guess. Like, you do yeah. you, you hustle that game. Yeah, you do it. You earn that money. And that thing is, though, yeah. like, I, I, that is, it's weirdly more wholesome than what some streamers do. Yeah. <laughs> because at least she's upfront and honest, and the people who do that upfront and honest about what they're doing and what it's all about. And, every, and it is a completely mutual um, like uh, transaction yes. between those people of like they understand what they're getting and they get what they pay for oh but then you like look at other stuff of um, I, the the image that I always bring up is the screenshot that floats around of potentially one of the most depressing fucking interactions on Twitch ever and it is a guy I don't even know the name but it's a, a comment on a Twitch stream that someone's just like screenshotted right. and like kept for posterity of a guy like, just finish work here's your share and they donate like $20 Ooh. And then the next, and then the next message they send is, "You didn't see my donation. Um, here's a bit more." And that again, it gets me in the fucking oh, soul to picture what your life would have to be like to get in that situation. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate Just, that idea of I have donated, therefore I demand your attention. But also uh, as well, but, I'm working and I'm saying I, I work and I give you the money. Yeah, the share. idea that well, here's your share. Like, you've earned your share of my paycheck. It's like, no. No one's earned a share of your paycheck other than you and apparently the government. But that's a different fucking discussion to be had. Yeah, man. Pay your taxes. But um, I also as well want to just acknowledge something a guy posted in chat of. uh, One, I'm not talking to Adam, I'm talking to Lucas. Also, do you suffer from depression? That is a very inappropriate question to ask strains on the internet. It is, yes. Like, no... Like, um, uh, hate on people like for mental health troubles, but do not ask fucking strangers about them. It is something that people, if they want to talk about it, they can talk about it. Don't fucking ask. It's very, very rude. It really is. And we've discussed it somewhere before of like, you know, asking people like, oh, you know, um, do you have um, depression or do you have anxiety or are you having problems with your weight at the moment? And it's like, Shit like that, if they want to discuss it and bring it up, that's their prerogative. But don't fucking yeah. ask a stranger that. Yeah, also don't bring it up, like, up on prompts. Because we talked about like, this very start of lockdown. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people, we all struggled with like weights and stuff like that because we couldn't go out, we couldn't exercise. Yeah. Everyone kind of indulged themselves, like takeaways, beer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The amount of people who sent me messages and tweets and emails, Carl, are you okay? You're looking fat in your videos. Like, I'm fucking stuck inside constantly. Also... Fuck you, dude. Why would you say that to a stranger? Yeah, it's multiple levels of that, isn't it? Like, A, why would you say it to a stranger? B, like, so what if I have put on weight? It's none of your fucking business. And C, most of us have put on a bit of fucking weight because we're locked down for like, nearly a year at this point. 
Also, D, fuck you, buddy, is not enough. <laughs> it's just that it needs to be clarified. Just the, the fuck you, buddy. Oh, God. But yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a weird one, isn't it? That really is. But yeah, to that dude, I, I've not banned you, but f- don't do that shit again. Yeah, just a life lesson right there. Please don't ask people that shit, especially not yeah. strangers unprompted. I get that it says Q&A, but that's not the kind of Q&A we're going for. <laughs> <sighs> and as well, I'd just love to put myself in someone's situation like that of, um, oh, here's a stranger on the internet. Mm. They're doing Q&A. I know what to ask them. Let's ask them a deeply personal question about their mental health while they're on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Of, um, a lot of people either do stuff like that or... Maybe like the opposite of bring their own like bad situation up on a stream chat. Yeah. And it's very difficult while I'm trying to sit there and play games of like, I'm I'm really sorry that you're having a tough time, but my job here is to like, I guess, play a game and be entertaining. And it's very difficult to then look at a message and be like, you know, X bad thing happened. I won't bring up any examples. And it's like, it kind of gives me that pause of like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm not, equipped I, I'm to not being a dickhead and I'm, I'm really sorry I offend people by saying this, but like, you know, it is hard to stay in that positive attitude when you've got people just dropping bombshells like that. Yeah, and it is that thing of like, it feels selfish to say you're really bringing me down with this, but I'm not equipped to deal with it. Also, I've not put myself out there and I don't think it's fair to dump that on a stranger. Yeah, because I think that's that's the part that gets me is like, I don't know how to respond because I don't even know you and I, like, I don't know your situation, like. It is tough, and I, I'm not trying to spin it just on my end. Like, I don't feel equipped to give a good response and and be able to, you know, talk a person down in any kind of way from that situation. I, I'm not very helpful. There's also as well that little selfish part of me that's like, if I do this for one person, that's fucking it. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> that's it, I'm done. I will never get any free time ever, because then everyone's like, well, my problems. I also want to talk to Carl about my problems. Yeah, like, we're here I- to entertain not to be a therapist essentially you know what i mean and like i i appreciate that um people are having a lot of tough times especially at the moment but i guess like you know it's, it's similar to going to see a comedian and then being like yeah but my life's crap it's like uh, but i'm the one here to try and cheer you up like why are you trying yeah. to bring me down Oh, no, 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 Pagliacci, don't do it, don't do it. But I'm reminded of there's a great scene in the show Heroes in the earlier seasons. Mm. Uh, do you remember Heroes? They yeah, are, yeah, like, yeah. Pe- people get superpowers, but the guy who gets like the ability to mean, uh, read minds. Yeah, yeah. There's a great scene where this happens where he's in a bar mm. and he just sits down, gets a beer, and the bartender asks him that question, like, you okay, buddy? Mm. And he goes, well, now you ask. And the bar, and he reads the bartender's mind, the bartender says, if you say anything other than things that, uh, I'm all right, thanks, just want to enjoy my beer, I will smash this glass over your head. And he goes, you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> Cheers for the beer. Have a good day. And it's like, yeah, that thing of like, I'm asking, but I don't want you to give, I don't want an answer. I'm doing it to be polite. Yes, of course. <laughs> and, um, I found that um, a bit of a strange thing and working in restaurants, like working, especially in Nando's, because it was like city centre, we get a lot of tourists in. Mm-hmm. And obviously tourists are from any country in the world you can think of, of, different people and it's a very british thing to be like oh hi you're right like that's a greeting yeah people just say yeah i'm fine yeah even if you're not fine just say i'm fine like yeah it is just like saying hello and going yeah i'm all right is like saying hi back 
but then you say it to a lot of people who aren't British and they take it very literally. And sometimes it puts you in a very awkward situation where like, you're serving someone like, at a table and all of a sudden you're getting the life story. It's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird to think that, isn't it? But uh, it's like, like, who comes to Britain and expects British people to be open and emotional? <laughs> So you're, you're 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 playing with fire right there. You got no one to blame but yourself, especially a British person. Oh God, it's it, it is very very strange, and uh, you you can kind of immediately tell that we are British streamers rather than like American streamers from the fact that we're not so like crazy and open and yeah, it's a very different vibe. Well, that's that's the thing though, isn't it? Of um, just I, I greatly value my privacy. Mm-hmm. As I think most people do, because it's like privacy is one of those things that once it's gone, you can't get it back. <laughs> yeah, true. It's like once it's brought, it's gone. You're not getting it back. It's like your virginity. I mean, I can try. I can try and get it back. You can try, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, you're never getting it back. And it's um, but speaking of um, uh, virginity, Lucas, I believe you have um, uh, a, a choice quote about anime. Oh yeah, yeah. That we were going to discuss. So I'll look uh, at that. That's a smooth ass segue. Let's, right let's there. transition this over to a different discussion, shall we? Yes, this is. I want to talk I, about. I have this. to get my phone out because um, send it to you on Messenger, which isn't available on PC for like Facebook privacy fucking up reasons and shit. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, yeah. Uh, so eat I'll find Facebook. that and I'll find this tweet. Yeah, eat your dick, Facebook. Uh, so well, I can I can set the scene. I've, here. I've got this I've got just, the tweet, but you set the scene the for tweet. us, Carl. Yeah, this is a, a a now legendary tweet that Lucas just happened upon, <laughs> um, whilst like you know just doing his rounds on the internet as you yeah. do. And I heard it, did not believe it was real, saw that it was real, cringed into a ball, and we need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, Lucas, the tweet in question. Uh, so this is a tweet from uh, Black D Gamer One. Mm-hmm. And you know they've put this on a public forum. I'm gonna fucking call it out. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, yeah. like we would, we wouldn't ordinarily like you know just call someone out, but they put this out there publicly, and as we're about to find out, have doubled, tripled, quadrupled, <laughs> quintupled, six doubled, six doubled, like whatever you want to do, they've gone all the way down. They have They're died on the till, yeah. They are currently in China figuring out how to dig into thin air to keep going. <laughs> uh, so the tweet, the original tweet says. If all your common knowledge of anime is Demon Slayer, Naruto, uh, Inuyasha, Bleach, One Piece, Fate, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Gundam, My Hero Academia, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Ghost in the Shell, then you're not an anime fan. Normies, stay the fuck out of anime. And for context, the gif that he put underneath this is Goku powering up to Super Saiyan. (laughs) Like, for no reason. It's like... You couldn't have put an anime gif in there that isn't one of the animes you fucking listed. Yeah. And um, yeah, like just off that first week, Carl, let's discuss. Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, if you are a fan of something, you're a fan of it. Yeah. Like if you like Dragon Ball and that's the only anime you've seen, and you say you like anime because you like Dragon Ball, that is a perfectly acceptable position to have. Like you yep. like that anime, so therefore you do like anime mm-hmm. in some form. Same with like um and it's weird how just visual media, like films and shit like that. You don't get it with films. Like you can say, like, "Oh, I like movies." Mm, what's you, the last? What's the last? Like, what's, I like books. Yes, but I think especially with movies, you still open yourself up to those people who are like, "Oh yeah, but how many Scorsese films have you watched? 
Like, yeah, what, a... what do you think of the best movies ever and blah, blah, blah. You still get yeah. that to some extent, but it's not quite as prevalent, I think. They also, as well, don't smell as bad, in my experience. <laughs> because I've met some... Fuck- uh, I don't like to stereotype, but fucking anime fans that stink. There's a reason you go to anime conventions and they have signs on the door saying, please use your shower. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not great. And any geeky convention kind of thing that I've been to, regardless of whether it's like anime, card games, comics, video games, wear deodorant and shower, please. Yeah, they fucking stink. Also as well, for anyone wondering, this guy is 100% serious because he mm. doubled, triple, as mentioned, he went all the way down. Like he is completely 100% serious that if you only like surface level anime, I guess is like a way to refer to it. Popular anime not, is what you want to say, yeah. Carl, yeah. That, yeah, you are not a fan of this medium. Yeah, and that's and, just fuck right off. That is gatekeeping at its scummiest of just like, oh, hey, people that like clearly popular things, fuck off. It's like, no, you enjoy it. You can enjoy it all you want. My favourite thing about this sort of thing as well is if you asked him how he got into anime, his answer will probably be, oh, I watched an episode of Dragon Ball as a kid and liked it. No, his answer would have been like, oh, um, I watched Sword Art Online uh, on my own accord and no one had ever told me about anime. And no. even Sword Art Online yeah. is fucking popular. Pretty. I don't do rah, rah, rah or some shit like that. Like something more obscure, but yeah. Yeah, he like his answer would be that he watched Dragon Ball or One Piece or something like that as a kid. More than thought likely. it was cool and decided to explore it. At which point, it's almost like watching the popular things is how you get into the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, I told you recently that I experienced this like back in my days at uni, where you I, did yes. Again, enjoyed things like One Piece and Dragon Ball, and went, oh, I I really enjoyed animes that I've watched. I should watch some more animes. Hmm, how should I do that? Maybe I'll ask anime fans. So I went to an anime society in university and immediately got berated with people like, well, you haven't watched this, have you? And what what do you like then? Dragon Ball? And it's like, yeah, and I'm here to ask you and watch other anime with you that isn't Dragon Ball. Like, I'm trying to make an effort and I'm getting shut down immediately. Yeah. So uh, it's gatekeepers the worst of anything because the way it works is... Like, oh, the way, the way, always, it cra- one of the reasons it cracks me up is because these people, mm. when they're like, the people with gatekeeping, will yeah. simultaneously bitch that no one's a proper fan, mm. whilst also saying, why don't more people like this? Yeah. That like, they'll get annoyed that there's not, like, for example, more girls who like anime, mm. and then they will berate and bitch out every girl they meet who says they like anime because they don't like the right anime. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always reminded of when I was hanging out with one of my exes, mm. um, at a, just we went to a casual gaming competition. Mm. They told the story before, but like, my ex-girlfriend, yeah, she's pretty good looking. Like, you know, she dated me, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I would put it out there, I fucking swing with all my girlfriends. So she was like, you know, top tier creme de la creme woman going out with this lot. That's okay. why she was at a fuck, slumming it with me at a gaming um, uh, <laughs> tournament. And she fucking loved Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely adored Mortal Kombat. Played all the games. And um, I, I went to the bar to get a drink and she got talking to a guy there. Mm-hmm. And I saw her. And I was like doing that thing because I, I told her before the event, like, you're going to get talked to by weird dudes. Because she put on like a really like short dress <laughs> and did all the makeup. So like, you are going to get every guy there trying to talk to you the moment I leave your side. Yeah. It's like, no, I won't. Happen straight away. So yeah. I'm at the bar just watching this happen. And I see that she has a conversation with this guy, and then she looks kind of uncomfortable. So then I go over and say, oh, hi, yeah. I take her by the hand, we walk away, and that's what happened. And she said, yeah, he asked me what, why I was there. Mm. He said, I'm here because I like games. 
And I said I was with my boyfriend. That didn't seem to matter to him. <laughs> so fair play to that guy. And I said that I like Mortal Kombat. And I shit you not, the guy said to her, oh, you like Mortal Kombat? What's the input for Sub-Zero's fatality? <sighs> and it's just like, I, I wouldn't have believed it unless I like you know witnessed it happen and heard firsthand from her yeah. that this is like what he did. And I just thought to that guy, he was there talking to a girl, mm. an attractive girl at an event that he was clearly having a lot of fun at, um, who shared an interest in something he clearly enjoyed. And his first response was to give her shit about yeah. it. <laughs> and I can only think that he walked away from that encounter annoyed at her. Oh, yeah, probably. Not at himself, but at her. Well, I... I can imagine the the like following um, conversation he has walking back over to his friends, going. He didn't have any oh, friends. Don't worry. Oh, I watched him online. Okay. He, he was walking there on his over own. to other random people that he was trying to become friends with and going. Can you believe that girl? She came to this Mortal Kombat thing and didn't know Sub Zero's input for his fatality. Oh yeah, God! It's, it's like yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like um, you can enjoy something and not be, um, uh, like, you know. Just, absolutely obsessed with it in in all forms yeah exactly. but i will always can, remember that because there are different levels of both enjoyment and interaction you can have with something like just because you're a mega fan that spends all of their time just delving into every part of this one single subject doesn't mean other people who like it have to do the same thing yeah but uh just just keep in mind as well like you know for a fact like because we've all met that guy if you play games, you've met that guy. Mm. He is probably one of the people who gets annoyed that no girl shares his interests. Yeah. And he I... had a perfect opportunity to speak to a girl who shared his interests, and he fucked it up instantly. Yeah, within moments. And I often see, specifically with like, um, like gaming communities and fighting game communities, yeah, a lot of people are like that, but then get annoyed that there's not much of a fan base to play in the game anymore. Yeah. Like, they um, uh, scare off every person who tries to get involved and then loudly wonder why no one plays the game. Yeah, and it's like, I wonder. Because I, like a... I've had very, very few experiences where I've gone to like a competition or something a bit more, like, hardcore for something nerdy and not immediately just been questioned about my, my like, fandom. Yeah. It's really, it's really shitty. <laughs> it really well, is. Then... It's like, way to grow your community, bro. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it's... it's um, oh, God, I was going to say something then. I was reminded of something, now I forgot what it was. Damn. Well, I'm, I was going to say something. Oh, remember, no. Okay. I was just going to say, so just... um, I will just read out the following tweet. Oh, yeah, the, the follow-ups to so, it. So, just so people get a bit of context of, like, what this guy's <sighs> going on in his head, like... Mm-hmm. The first reply... Let's get, into, let's get into his mind. Let's get into his mind space. Let's yeah. get into his mind space. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit chilly in my house. Sorry, I'm following my house. <laughs> not because I'm bored. I'm just a bit chilly. Uh, so it seems like a lot of idiots miss the point of this post. Yeah, call everyone idiots <laughs> yeah, straight away. Cool. Good. What I'm saying is that if that's the only shows you watch and nothing else, then that's a problem. The main reason I said this is because of a bullshit article about Kill La Kill. Um. The, What's that? Uh, that's archive.md, <laughs> the uncomfortable hypocrisy of Kill la Kill. I haven't read the article, but I don't care what he thinks about Kill la Kill. He's because calling I don't care out this guy every single person that just watches popular animes. Yeah. Um, if you're mad at what I just said, just to let you know, I don't care. You're free he to disagree does. with me, and you <laughs> want to have a conversation about this. I really don't care about the name calling. 
Also, most anti-tubers suck balls. Oh, I think it means anti-tubers. Anime-tubers. Oh, anti-tubers, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said anti-tubers. Anti-tubers sound great, though. Anti-youtubers. Uh, <laughs> uh, another tweet. Just want to remind folks that gatekeeping your fandoms is a good thing. Yeah. Bear in mind, gatekeeping the term means actively keeping people out of it. <laughs> and um, I've talked before about this in regards to gaming, but it applies to like any niche. I don't even want to use niche in regards to this. It's all fucking it's pop culture now. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. It's in the fucking name. But um, whenever you see some weird man, it's always a fucking man who says it. Like, oh, not enough people. Um, play, like, uh, like proper fans of games or like whatever the fuck. I hate casual, like mobile gamers. Um, of girl, a girl says, oh, well, I'm a gamer. I, I play games. So yeah. I play Animal Crossing. You're not a real gamer. Yeah, Those yeah. casual fans are the reason your favourite media exists. Mm-hmm. Because if it was not for those casual fans and, like, you know, like, uh, the people just buying the game and interacting with it. Like, for example, it's used fighting games. I love yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters. I adore Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. I love that game so much. But... Uh, and you can, and I could I guess like the the community of people who play online at the moment is like ten thousand, on yeah a small number all... in comparison to the overall sales of the game. Yeah, like uh, the actual community of people still playing that game online is probably just a couple of thousand people. But that game sold three million copies mm. because it sold th- and it sold three million copies, not because three million people wanted to play the game online and get super fucking into it. It's because they like Dragon Ball and wanted to play a Dragon Ball fighting game. And the reason that game is still being supported and getting DLC is not for those 10,000 people still playing online. No. It's for the 3 million people who bought it who just like Dragon Ball. Again, like, we are literally talking about, you know, fighting games and we start the podcast talking about, oh yeah, Smash Bros. Ultimate News is coming tonight. That game isn't getting supported because, as you say, like, 10,000 or 50,000 people play online still and get really deep into the game and want competitions and stuff. It's because no. it sold like 18 million copies and is the most successful fighting game of all time. That's yeah. why they're supporting that game for three plus years. Because they know that if they release that DLC, like, I don't know, like 2 million people are going to buy it. Yeah, every and time they is- launch a Steve from Minecraft is now in Smash or Sephiroth is coming another 100,000 people are going to go buy that game, or a million people, Easy. or whatever. Yeah. Depending on be, the and, character. And those, like, like so just use like, those million people, just like, you yeah. know, just to throw out a random number, buying that DLC is going to fund development on the game, which is then going to continue being supported for that 10,000 people fucking playing it online. Exactly, yeah. And, uh... and then... You, you know, you know, buried amongst that 10,000, there are people like, I fucking hate casual fans. I don't like, or when they talk to me, I like Smash. I yeah. play with items. You don't play Smash properly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're the fucking reason the game exists. It would not have been made if not for those casual fans showing that like, it has a big enough audience to release it yeah. and justify the, the scope of it. The couple thousand people that play Smash without items are not the reason those games get made. Yeah. Like, for sure. And it's the same with uh, the most fucking money-making thing at the moment in the world of just, like, Marvel movies. Of, like, Marvel movies are not getting made. Not movies like Endgame. Endgame isn't getting made because of hardcore Marvel fans. No, it's getting made because of the casual audience that watches it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, god damn, that thing earned two billion dollars or whatever it fucking was, and that wasn't because of comic book fans. No. And But when you tell them that, they'll get mad. It's like no, I we're like why, and then they'll wonder out loud, why don't they cater towards my specific highly 
limited interest. Mm. And it's because if they did that, there'd be an audience for that of like, like what, 10,000 people. Yeah. And that's why, for example, with anime, you've probably seen like when you try and buy anime DVDs and stuff, they cost like two, 300 quid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are aimed at that, like, you know, hyper-specific part of the consumer base. Mm-hmm. And you could not find an anime fan who does not fucking hate that. They all bitch <laughs> about the fact that anime costs so much. And it's like, that's because it's super fucking niche. If it was more popular, like Dragon Ball, even though Dragon Ball is super expensive. Yeah. For example, yeah. if it was more popular, and this is a thing like more people, it's becoming more popular now. Mm-hmm. You get stuff like Crunchyroll and stuff like that. It would be easier for you to access. Well, that's the thing is, because it's becoming more popular, we're getting things like the Funimation app and the Crunchyroll app. And they're getting more high-profile things on there, which then just is that constant loop of they're getting things like Dragon Ball on, which gets more people in, which gets more people into the anime. Yeah. And it's like the entire reason all of this, like these good things are happening for things you enjoy is because there's casual fans. So for that dickhead, the whole reason that those niche interests, like those super like, inside like anime shows that you watch even have the fucking ability to exist is because of the casual fans funding the entire industry and letting people invest in it and showing that it's something you should invest in. You directly benefit from those casual fans while shitting on them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It really is. And a lot of the time, you know, you can even see shit like um, the Pokemon Sword and Shield controversies where, like, those, those, like niche amount of people got really wound com- up on the internet who, that play com- who play competitive yeah get really annoyed of like well every pokemon isn't going to be in there like the national decks is not going to be in this pokemon game fuck game freak i'm never buying a game from them ever again which is a lie they all fucking bought it but then but it's then like said- the second highest selling pokemon game of all time yeah, almost like the games aren't made for that audience and if they were it'd be a shit game because it would not <laughs> yeah. have the it would not have the budget marketing or it might even get released. Because mm-hmm. if Nintendo did like marketing and found out, okay, so who buys it? Competitive players. So let's say again, that, te- that number of 10,000. Yeah. So that's 10,000 people buy it, 50 quid. So we can potentially make 50,000, or 5 million would it be? 10,000 times. 500 grand. 500 grand. 500 grand. We can make, so yeah. okay, it's 500, uh, half a million. I'm really bad at math. Sorry, off the top of my head. <laughs> so half a million dollars. Okay, we need to make it, and most com- most products get released. They want to make at least fifty percent profit, so the budget for it's two hundred fifty grand. Yeah. Can you could you make Pokemon with t- for two hundred fifty grand? No. <laughs> could you make Smash Bros for two hundred fifty grand? No. No. <laughs> could you make Endgame for two hundred fifty grand? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> could you make Dragon Ball for two? No, you couldn't make anything for that amount of money, like anything big. Yeah. And if there wasn't like that, those big things in the thing, like, you know, funneling money into there and then casual fans, like, you know, potentially finding all the, like, the less, the more niche stuff, the less well-known stuff. Yeah. It's crazy that um, people would so actively campaign against something that benefits them in every, it it makes the, the thing they love, it gives it more money. And that's something I've seen a lot about Game Pass lately, if, like, people constantly going, well... Um, Game Pass means people aren't buying games anymore. It's cannibalizing the market. It's like lowering sales. It's making things worse for the developers. Microsoft aren't going to be able to keep doing it because they're going to be hemorrhaging money, buying like licenses for all these games. And then you actually look at what Microsoft and developers are saying and they're like, people are playing more games. People are buying more games. People are spending longer playing games. And it's like, 
you buy Game Pass because you see, oh, okay, well, the Gears 5 is on Game Pass. Cool. Yeah. Well, Gears 5 costs 50 quid anyway. That gets me five months of Game Pass. But when you're done with Gears 5, you've got four months left on Game Pass and you've got all of these games that you would have never touched. You've also got 50 quid saved. I know it's not safe, you're still spending it on the game, but you've got you know, more money. It's like subscription services. That's how they work, isn't it? Like people, it's like saying, oh, people with Netflix don't go to the cinema. Yeah. They're still going to go to the fucking cinema. It's like, oh, um, I like, um, I don't know, like fucking ordering from Just Eat. Just because yeah. you get takeaways from Just Eat means you're not going to go to a restaurant. It's like, of course I'm going to go to a restaurant. It's the same thing on yeah. paper, but there's like a different experience around it. And that's the thing is, because I'm not going to see a game that costs 15 quid and it's like an indie game that I vaguely heard of. Someone mentioned it once and said, yeah. oh yeah, that's a good game, check it out. I'm probably not in that mind space and like the financial space to go, well, I'll just drop 15 quid on it. But... Yeah. When it's just sitting there on Game Pass, it's going to take me 10 minutes to download and I can try it there with You'll the cost it, already yeah. included. I'm going to go try it out. you give it a swing. But I would love to continue this conversation. I'm going to go for a quick bathroom break. Yeah, cool. Give me one minute. Oh, so uh, we're back. And something that I wanted to mention, I remembered what it is I was going to talk about or bring up. Oh, okay, cool. We were discussing, you know, uh, like gamers, fans, gatekeeping dickheads, yeah. simultaneously lamenting the fact that nobody enjoys the thing that they do whilst actively discouraging people from entering the community. Mm. Uh, and we mentioned Smash Bros, which reminded me, I always talk about the Smash Bros documentary. Do you recall that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous four-hour documentary about Smash Bros, which is, I recommend watching it because it's fascinating, but it has aged incredibly poorly, which is why I think it's worth watching. Um, yeah, I've re-watched it since a lot of the Smash controversy came out, what, like last year? Mm-hmm. And it's glorifying a lot of Smash Bros players in a way that is not good to do anymore, for sure. Yes. It looks and very boring context. But when you take into the account like the fact that it was made six years ago or whatever, um, it's... Actually, a very well done documentary. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was all fan done, wasn't it? And they get like, it was, a, yeah, go super deep and inside. It's like one of the one of those early like video essays, I guess. But mm-hmm. the reason, I think it's just called the Smash Bros documentary. Just uh, put it, like, the melee documentary, yeah, you find it. I think so. And if not, if you YouTube search Smash Bros Smash documentary, Dog. it will be like that four part thing that comes up, and it's talking mainly about the melee scene. Yes, but one of the reasons that I think it's it's worth a watch today, even if you're not interested in it, is because um, so many Smash Bros fans still hold it up as like, whenever the community gets criticised, like, no, it's really good. It highlights how inclusive the Smash Bros community is. And there is a part of that documentary that is just so harrowing to watch. And you know what bit I'm talking about, don't you, Lucas? Uh, I presume you're talking about the, the bit where they have the... One interview with a female, I believe, at yeah. like milk tea, is it? It may be, yeah. I don't remember, recall. I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on her, like, you know, handle, um, like the fake name they come up with, you know. Yeah, but like throughout the entire documentary, they have interviews with all the Smash Bros players. Mm-hmm. And like, you just look and it's like, oh yeah, the, the Smash Bros, and they talk about how diverse the Smash Bros community is. Like, in terms of race, it is. Yeah, and, and, and they talk about, you know, how much, um, they all try to be inclusive with one another and like gain friendships yeah. over time through going to different events and things like that. And then across like you know international boundaries as well. So there's Japanese players and they meet like American players and there's European players. Yeah. And there's this big melting pot of like you know multiple ethnicities. But 
there's not a single woman, not a single woman in that interview. Well, 50%. There's, there's that one. one there is the one, yeah. Woman, up, yeah. Up until like two and a half hours in. So mm. for two and a half hours, they don't have a single woman talk uh, on camera yeah. once. 50% of the population is completely fucking odd. Apparently women don't play games. They do. They definitely do, yeah. They definitely do. They definitely play Smash as well. Yeah. And uh, they don't talk about it at all. It's not referenced until you get to about two and a half hours in and what happens, Lucas? Uh, so they interview one woman um, who, again, like I'm not 100% sure on the name of, but like all that happens is like, did you play Melee? Yes. Okay, do you play Melee anymore? No. Okay, well, like, what happened? And essentially, if I'm getting this right, Carl... Like, it was essentially down to, you know, the language and the terminology and the mentality of the players. Yeah, everyone, it's very boisterous, very, like, boys' club mentality. Mm-hmm. Also, the word rape is thrown around as just, a, you know, just a pejorative. Yeah. It's just, it's just a term. And they have this really telling scene where they ask someone straight up, yeah, do you feel bad about using this language? And the guy just goes, oh, it's just the way it's always been. Yeah. Directly after the one female player interviewed in the thing says, I stopped playing this game because of the language being used because it made me feel unwelcome as a woman in this community. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And that is the thing because, okay, um, especially with the case of like that documentary, you see a lot of those players started when they were younger. um, And it could have been one of those moments where it's like, look, no one's ever really brought this to our attention, but this is something we should talk about. This is something we should stop doing, mm-hmm. and this is something we can learn from. And you've got a quote from one of the ex-players who was female who said, that is like pretty much the reason I stopped playing it. It made me uncomfortable. You could have gone, hands up, okay, this is awful. This is something we should change. And instead, they were, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's the way it's always been. But keep in mind as well... This documentary is put forward by fans and the people in it as a showcase of how open and inclusive the Smash Bros. community is and why people watching at home should get into it and go to local tournaments and things. Yeah, it was essentially meant to be like a promotional documentary in, in yeah. one way or another, yeah. Like, oh, if you like this, if you like what you see, go check out your local scene. Mm-hmm. Apparently, unless you're a woman. Apparently so. Just automatically writing off 50% of the population... I mean, I guess not that. It's just, you can be a woman, you just have to sit there and be made uncomfortable because three people throw terms around like that all the time. And then when they're asked to examine their behaviour, just immediately turn hostile. Yeah. And, uh, and again, as I said, that's that scene was brought up by a lot of people that were like, you know, young teenagers at the time. And I get that maybe they didn't really know how bad the things they were saying were at the time. And it kind of became a little bit ingrained within it. But yeah, that should have been moments where they, they get called out and try to better themselves for it. And it's just no. It's no. And they still defend it to this day. There's people out there still defend that sort of thing to this day. And it's who, who, a lot worse when you now have the modern context of all of this sexual harassment stuff that came out about the Smash Bros community and especially like the Melee community specifically. Yeah, and the fact that um, it was being run by, like, you know, old hands who use their clout and um, uh, reputation within the community to just, like, you know, abuse and otherwise take advantage of newer players. Again, which adds that thing of, like, oh, yeah, 
if you're young and you want to play Smash Bros, come to your local community and you can find out like fucking everyone involved is a huge piece of shit. And like obviously not everyone was um like actually, you know, sexually harassing people, but at the same time, it sounds like a lot of those people knew about what was going on and chose to stay silent. And that it was as well, just a known factor mm-hmm. in that community. But it's it's just really funny. Like it's a perfect as well example and encapsulation. Like funny in that way, like you know, the macabre just yeah. way of like, ugh. Like darkly humorous, I should say. So it's not funny that like, you know, it's that kind of th- stuff gets banded around. It's just funny in that dark way of they're simultaneously saying uh, why is our community so small when it's so accepting and open whilst simul- in the same breath defending using language that actively diminishes and makes women feel unwelcome? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, oh God, it it's so weird to see how like just, I don't know, blatantly ignorant they are about it. And then yep. they also have the, the balls to sit there and go, why don't people play this more? Yeah, it's great. It's like one of those things, it is, again, hilarious seeing juxtaposed next to one another. Mm. Simultaneously saying, why don't more people play this game? The community is super open and welcoming while throwing around slurs that make people feel unwelcome and uncomfortable. Yeah. God. It's great, but... Like uh, I feel, you know, that's that's a good way, like a good place to end it. Just you know, Smash Bros sucks ass. Come out with Smash Bros fans. Melee sucks. Eat a dick. Yeah, the the community clearly has fucking issues, and I don't. I I think at this point it might just be re- beyond repair. But also, like reputation wise, yes. fucking new Smash Bros Ultimate character, I guess. Exactly. Yes. So, but um, as usual, we'll do. We'll end with Q and A. Yeah. So we'll just riff for a couple of minutes while I know the Q and A filters through in our chats and if people want to ask Lucas questions you can put exclamation point Lucas in my chat to find his stream and I'll pick a couple questions Lucas pick a couple questions and we'll go through those in a couple minutes but uh, before that Lucas anything you want to plug yeah um, so I guess, I we'll, guess we'll do this now do the usual plug for anyone that's used to this podcast on it's just that you can find me and my gaming content at Legend of Canto both on Twitch and YouTube you can indeed yes and I think you just Carl Smallwood you'll find me there we go. You'll find it's, it's super. It's super fucking easy, isn't it? I, and then, <laughs> I guess, for people watching the stream um, right now, um, in about two, three hours, me and Luke will be playing Borderlands 2 on stream. Yeah. And we're going to play through the whole story, I think, yeah? Uh, yeah, like, the plan is to at least complete the campaign, I guess. Like, do the campaign together. And yeah. that will be going up on our respective channels, so you can see the playthrough from our respective points of view. Exactly. Um, on our channels so if you like listening to this after the fact and think why should i give a shit about that you can go watch um presumably an archive of that stream on one of our channels you can yeah and we'll uh, be as we said sticking through the campaign and completing borderlands 2 to the best of our abilities because that is a fun game and as well speaking of you know um uh, what's the word now? Like representation and inclusivity yeah borderlands is weirdly good for that uh like there's yeah. so many characters in that game who are just gay and it's just never common it's just they're just gay yeah and it's not made a big deal of. Guess what? All. Just... Gay people exist. They do, yeah. Like Hamilton. I know. I'm is not. Just I'm, gay. I know that you know that, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird that like so many people get weirded out when it's like, well, that character's gay, and they didn't even mention it. It's like, yeah, because why? I don't walk it's... around telling everyone I'm straight. Like, yeah. It's like people why would gay, gay people do the same? You know what I mean? And that's one of the like the neat things about Borderlands, where just like a lot of characters are just gay, and it's never commented upon. And mm. then you just like uh, like Hammerlock, for example. He'll just talk. He'll just mention in conversations like an ex boyfriend. Oh right, yeah. And that's yeah. it. And they never make a big deal out of it. Yeah. 
And I, I like that because that's the, I, I feel the best way to handle that sort of thing. Of like, don't even make a big deal out of it. Just put it in the game. If people don't like it, they can fuck off. Exactly, yeah. Oh, dear. And, um, also, and then you have... Like, um, I, I do have a, a question I want to address. Okay, um, yeah, sure. I've seen one so in chat earlier be... on. There we go. Um, Luke's going to get a question. Go for it. And it's someone asking, for the Soul Silver playthrough on my YouTube channel, are we going okay. all the way to red? And well, yeah, he's answer... got to be the, he's the final trainer. Well, yeah. We're finishing the game. We're... However, like, spoilers for anyone that does see the <laughs> this... <laughs> On Friday, the episode is called Finale because we're going to beat the champion Lance. And we're going to make it... Uh, that's the joke. And that's just because Carl asked me, please, before we go to Kanto, make an episode called, like, the final episode, just mm-hmm. so people think that we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And just to troll <laughs> with people. So, yeah, the next episode to go live is actually called, like, Finale, just to dick just around to... with people a bit. To see how many people like, do you not know you can go to Kanto? It's like it's the most famous twist in all of video <laughs> games. Yes, we know. Uh, but it is funny to see like the kind of people like, how do you not know this? Like, we do. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that joke lands. I am. Uh, we have one here. Um, what do you think of Martin Scorsese's take on streaming services and Marvel movies? Did you see this? Uh, I, I I haven't seen what this must be specifically referring to. I know. Ages ago, Scorsese said he doesn't really like Marvel films and thinks that they're just like fucking roller coasters or some shit. Yeah, he's an old man yelling at Cloud now. Where yeah. He wrote this long um, uh, just uh, article about streaming services are bad for cinema because then you let the algorithm decide what you like and no longer do you get to experience cinema as it's intended. It's like, fuck off, Marty. Yeah. Like, eat a dick. Like, it's fucking movies. Get over yourself. I, he, that is talk- man pissed off that technology is changing the way his business, like his, you know, um, industry is working. It's like yeah, it's almost he, as if you know sometimes you have to adjust. It's like when you see all that stuff like Christopher Nolan getting pissed off that oh cinema is not going to be a thing. It's like oh yeah, the experience of cinema is something that can't be replicated. It's like yeah, but fuck off, we're in a pandemic. Yeah, this is the way things are now. Deal with it. <laughs> God. And I respect him as a filmmaker, but fuck you. Get out, get off your high horse. It's a movie at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. And, like, just because streaming services exist doesn't mean that theatres won't. And, like, the pandemic might mean theatres won't, but, like, streaming services weren't the end of theatres and the end of people wanting to go to theatres. Yeah. Also, is is the key thrust of his argument is that like um, if you let the algorithm decide what people watch, that will decide what movies get made. And keep in mind as well, Martin Scorsese comes from a time when marginalised people and you know voices from minorities were largely ignored in cinema. Yeah, yeah. Like every big director is a fucking white man. Mm-hmm. Streaming services are allowing those voices to finally be heard. Because there is now the algorithm that he hates so much. He's showing that people give a fuck about that. Yeah, exactly. It's like we've got, uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Winter Soldier. There was a great article about that I read where it's, uh, mm. the, the showrunner is like, finally, I get to tell a black story. I, in the vet, And I'm, I'm picking up the, the gauntlet. Oh, not the gauntlet, but I'm picking up the ball that Ryan Coogler had. And I'm going to run with it. Of showing that, like, you know, black. St- Ryan Coogler, the ball that I picked up. No, no, like, for what show, sorry? 
Or uh, win- uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, Falcon. I thought you were talking about Fra- the Winter Soldier, like the movie that oh, came Oh, sorry, sorry. Falcon right, and the okay. Winter Soldier. It's like, it's going to be like, a quint. I, did I miss something in the Winter Soldier? I... No, no, it's yeah, going to be okay. a, uh, it's going to be like a black story. It's like, you know, it's ostensibly about Sam Wilson. And I yeah. love as well, uh, that, that subtly indicates that, um, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> the Winter Soldier is an honorary black guy. <laughs> Joe from his time in Wakanda. We yeah, were true. talking about be black fair, being, yeah. Now, if anyone can claim, and you have that excuse of oh, I've got a black friend, it's fucking the Winter Soldier. He did, he when did everybody, get away with living in Wakanda for a while, yeah. Yeah, everyone in Wakanda knows his name, but uh, that one. And I don't think something like that would have got made if not for streaming services. No. Because it has been proven and shown time and time again that Hollywood, as like, you know, it's an abstract entity, did not want to uh, let um, those voices be heard. Yeah. Until yeah. they realise it's profitable. So I look at it from that, that kind of thing. Of when you see someone lamenting, oh yeah, the age of cinema is over. Um, we don't want the, like, don't let the algorithm decide what, um, what you do and do not listen to because it's going to result in just like, just blockbuster movies and superheroes uh, stuff being made. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the stuff that I was getting before was just all fucking white dudes. Yeah. So if it means that marginalised people and uh, minority people get like, you know, get the chance to make movies and have their stories be told, so fucking be it. Yeah, exactly. And it it opens that avenue up to a lot more people because not everything has to be a, a blockbuster. huge blockbuster movie. Or a huge, like, you know, cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Sometimes people want to eat fast food. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's just, I, I just cannot read it and just, like, read the excerpts and just see his thing without thinking, old man yells at cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. When I hear those takes from someone like Scorsese, it's like, you're just mad that things are changing. Yeah. It's also that you're mad that um, your slice of the pie is getting, like, marginally smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Because other people are now allowed to join this um, once exclusive club. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I, I used to run this fucking place. It's like, well, you don't anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Martin. F- you're great. The future- <laughs> I, well, the films you make are great anyway. I don't know much about him as a person, but sounds like he's a bit bitter nowadays. <laughs> He's just like Christopher Nolan. He's just super salty. Yeah. He's so mad that cinema's not a thing anymore. Or mm-hmm. like he's not going to be a thing for a while. Like he's so fucking pissed off that Tenant didn't do well. <laughs> it's like, but oh. surely he, he, like, a lot of that comes down to the way Nolan treated all that because he's the one that was pushing to make sure that it saw release in theatres and shit during a pandemic. and Yeah, and then he got mad that it didn't do very well. And yeah, he bla- like, And he blamed you- it. You shot yourself in the foot there a bit, mate. I still like, though, um, that people, just to piss off um, uh, Christopher Nolan, are watching stuff like Dunkirk on their iPhones. <laughs> like, was, uh, someone got like managed to find a way to watch all of Dunkirk on their Apple Watch. <laughs> Jokes, he's like a big proponent of like cinema and yeah. like aspect ratios and stuff. It's like, no, fuck it, I'm watching it on my Apple Watch. Oh, fuck you, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do to stop this. <laughs> Which is really funny. So you got a question in your chat? Uh, yeah, quick one is like just, oh, what colour is my hair today? It's blue and pink still, but it was just a bit greasy today and I didn't have time to wash it, so I whacked a hat on. Not going to yeah, lie about my, it. Like, my hair's a bit of a mess, but I'm going for like a jog in a sec. I'm going to yeah, go straight fair. for a jog and get some food and then get a quick shower. Uh, but yeah, someone else said like, how long did it take to grow my beard? Uh, I don't That's know. A day, isn't it? <laughs> That's a couple of days of that growth here for you. Because I've had a beard for a long time. You so, have, yeah. I don't... I don't. It's a hard thing to quantify because I've had a beard for 10 years straight 
Um, but then, you know, you trim it down, let it grow, blah, blah, blah. But I've not been clean-shaven for the longest amount of time. I would guess this is probably like a month or two of growing and trimming if I did it from fresh, but I have no clue at all. That's all. Cause as again, I've had a beard for ten years. I don't know how quickly yeah. it grows. We've got no idea, have we? But no. uh, like, and funny when I say I can't grow a beard. I have to shave every day, but I can't grow a beard. Yeah, I, like I know quite a few people like that. Where it's like, oh well, my facial hair grows really quickly, but also really spotty. So I yeah. can't even just get away with like leaving it for a bit. Yeah, I'll never be able to do that. But I'm not fussed. I prefer yeah. to be clean shaven. My girlfriend prefers me to be clean shaven, so it works out fine. Yeah. But, uh, let's have a quick look then. Do, 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 do. Question, question, questions going through. Uh, what is the most wholesome community you have ever experienced? I'm trying to think. Um, the last thing, probably the gym. I wouldn't say it's not particularly a community, but um, when I've been to the gym, like you often hear horror stories about people there being like really unwelcoming. That's kind rough. of the side I've experienced personally, yeah. But um, I've ne- I never not once been to the gym and not been able to find someone who can like help or give me advice. Like, you know, at least before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, like um, generally, when if you ask someone for help or to spot you or to like watch your form mm. or to give you some advice, most of the people there are happy to do it. In fact, see it as a compliment. Fair enough. Yeah. Like as in the one that I found uh, or the experience that I've had is the bigger and scarier looking the guy, the nicer they tend to be. Like when you go I, to like, a huge, big, buff dude, usually it's like, oh, do you yes, mind? sometimes no. The people I've I, spoken to in the gym that I was at, uh, some people very nice, friendly, approachable. Other people will like walk out, walk over to you, and just basically be like, "I'm bigger than you. Get off my fucking machine." And yeah, I've had that a couple of times, and obviously, I've had more nice experiences than not. Good, yeah. But the the, the ones right. where people like bully you off a machine definitely stand out a bit more to me okay fair enough and it's that thing of you have to play it by ear and not everyone's yeah. going to be nice but at the same time i think more than anything just i've had more positive interactions going to the gym than i've had like we've talked earlier didn't we with like gaming stuff well so I, was, like, I was actually going to bring up a gaming community and that is the destiny community okay and the destiny community like from my experience is generally just very welcoming and willing to help people out um you obviously have to be careful like with for example i'm talking about like oh going on a looking for group post Mm -hmm. and seeing somebody go like oh yeah you know we're gonna try the raid out and like yeah have a chill raid and just try and get through it those are Mm -hmm. the people you want to play with not the ones going like you must be this power level know what to do blah blah like avoid shit like that and obviously have a bit of common sense but for the most part when i've joined in with a group and like talked to them everybody's like really chilled out and very like inclusive willing to help mm. others learn and stuff like that i've always had really good experiences with that kind of thing and it's been a hugely hugely uncommon occurrence where anybody hasn't been nice like one percent of interactions have been bad maybe yeah it's like eat a dick anime community. You need to get on the level of um, uh, bodybuilders and Destiny fans. Because <laughs> that's how you fucking grow a community, man. Just be oh, nice. Yeah. It's really easy. If, people, if you're nice, people want to hang out with you. Exactly, yeah. And, and people um, have positive experience with that. Okay. They'll say a lot where you see a lot on like the Destiny Reddit of people going, like, oh my God, like 
thank you for being such a nice community. And then that makes other people go, oh, well, maybe I will try out work playing with random people. And it just kind of it fosters itself at the end. Yeah. And then I guess like one last question from yours, Lucas. What we got? Uh, I am not sure, but give me one moment. Uh, Have a scroll. Have a little scroll. Oh, yeah. He's doing it. He's scrolling. He's searching. He's scheming. There's nothing that stands out to me if you've got any questions that you can find. Okay, one last one then. People just like, do you play Watch Dogs now? <laughs> That's a really easy one. It's someone's asked a question when you can't like when it's just a yes or no. Yeah. Isn't uh it isn't this motherfucking community? Keep in mind I, I, I like my general like the only time I've like actively interacted with the uh, the fact community is like the live event, which is nice. I just didn't want to sound like a prick. Yeah. By saying this community. Yeah, and that's the majority of like, people I've interacted with are nice. Generally when I've interacted with most fans of this community has been good but yeah. yeah i just didn't want to sound like a prick by saying this it's, one. it's yeah really bad look on yourself to be like yeah i think we're the best yeah so, and as well i don't think the person asking the question wanted me to say that because <laughs> that that seems a bit like you know full of myself they probably want to like, yeah. discuss something outside of it but yeah like uh everyone most of the people in fact are really nice but it's just as you mentioned like the negative experiences stick out in your head they're also more fun to talk about they are a lot more interesting to talk about. Yeah, they make for a better podcast than, hey, people were nice <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, as well. That just sounds like braggartly. Like the British part of me <laughs> don't want to do that. The British part of me, it's like when you watch, it's the difference between American sitcoms and British sitcoms where mm-hmm. you look at an American sitcom and it's like, oh, I'm so smart and wonderful, good with a PhD and having a big dick. Yeah. It's like, I fucking hate that character. Yeah. Like when you look at British sitcoms, it's like you're downtrodden. You feel sorry for them. Like you empathize with them. That's what you want. Yeah, look, I definitely think that British people enjoy a humble person, an underdog type character, rather than somebody who's very full of themselves. Exactly, yes. We can end it on that. British people are more humble. Go, well, go watch well, that. Maybe not more humble, uh, but we enjoy humble characters more. <laughs> yeah. British people are assholes. They are, yes, especially abroad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for watching. We'll be back again in a couple hours with some more monsters.